Molly Walking as Pickens Jackson. You ready? Let's go! Now live in the Bank Plus studio, where college football meets the all-lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming around the world live at the Out of Bounds radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. Where are you? The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Uh, Brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland for all your collision repair. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas Body Shop. And Juniker Jewelry Store, Highland Colony in Madison. If you're looking for an engagement ring, don't screw it up, guys. They'll walk you through the process and make you look like a hero. Juniker Jewelry Store in Madison. They obviously have earrings and bracelets and necklaces, among other things. But uh, engagement wedding ring equals Juniker Jewelry Store. Live in the Bank Plus studio, this is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. Football season is here. SEC Media Days next week in Atlanta at the College Football Hall of Fame. And uh, Lane Train jumps up on the podium on Monday, which is day one. It's Monday through Thursday. And on Tuesday, you got the Pirate and Mike Leach. Jimbo Fisher goes last on Thursday. So smart play. Yeah, smart you'll play. hold the media by putting yep. him there. Yep. Um he's probably the most volatile guy at this moment that could say something. He right? is. Yeah. He is. He he can't control his emotions, hasn't been able to he didn't do it at Florida State. Yeah. Lord knows Ross Bjork can't control him. No, 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 no. I almost want I wanted to ask uh Andrew that, but I know that's like a little bit of a touch up. But like what I would love to be a booster fly on the wall, like someone who who has some interaction or relationship with both of those guys to know what that dynamic is like. I'd love, I'd love to see them interact because I can't imagine it's anything, but Jimbo's like, get me a cup of coffee, Ross, <laughs> go, go get me a sandwich. No Mayo. Right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Ross Bjork. Oh my goodness. <laughs> One of my buddies who, who lives in Oxford ha- had a great, great quote several years ago when when uh when Ross was in Oxford screwing things up and he said Bo he's just obviously this guy's an old miss guy and he said Bo Ross Bjork is the kid whose parents go to Hawaii for three weeks and let him stay home and yeah. let him stay home and he has access to his dad's Range Rover and, and, and nobody to answer to the liquor cabinet let, was yeah. left unlocked yeah and I yeah. thought <laughs> That that was a perfect description. <laughs> Ole Miss was rolling through tra- chancellors. Yep. Okay. So nobody was really yep. run, you know. And the football and program Ross, was roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, Ross it was high, just low, what he wanted. high, low. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and he and he's good enough as far as a salesman and a schmoozer. Correct. To you know, and that's not hard to do to high level academia. You know, chancellors, yeah. presidents, VPs. Is that like when people say, "Oh, you know, you got at LSU, you got to hire a good recruiter." 
Or do you just have to be LSU? I love that. Like, like at A&M, you need an AD who knows how to fundraise. Do you? Or do you just need someone who can call the top 10 donors and ask for a million yeah, each and you're done? you need somebody like, who, who's just <laughs> capable of ordering a steak on a menu. I, I don't understand. Like... The, we gotta uh, stop overthinking. Like at Mississippi State, you need a fundraiser. I would become an elite recruiter today if I Correct. was hired as the running backs coach at LSU. Uh, you know why? Because I would put on an LSU pullover. I'm going blank right now because uh, because we talk about a million coaches. Who was the running backs coach at State that didn't sign anybody that went to Alabama and started recruiting again? Uh that was uh, Huff. Huff. Yeah, Charles Huff. Charles He's Huff now the head coach was at more he- Marshall. Marshall. Yes. He was Moorhead's right hand man. Yes. Okay. Right hand. He might have been dead hand. Uh, yeah. That guy did nothing. Now, he Zero. came in as a top two four seven recruiter. Right. He had landed a couple of guys at, at Penn, Penn State, State. Exactly. and one of them may have been Saquon. It was. I don't remember. I think so. Um, because it's amazing <laughs> that a coach can land one player, you know, and and, and live off that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Chad Morris, Morris was yes. tied to Deshaun Watson. Although Clemson people will tell you he didn't recruit. He did him. not sign. Correct. <laughs> I love that. But, but Chad Morris got fired twice and made $20 million off quote-unquote uh, signing Deshaun Watson. Then he Watson. went to a high school in Texas that had won like four straight state t- championships and he didn't make the playoffs in his first year. I, you can't make that stuff up. You awesome. can't be that bad at something. Like it, It's not even realistic. Right. And that's what – like I love when people say Jimbo doesn't need recruiters. He doesn't need fundraisers. He needs someone to teach him offense. Right. And then they'll be okay. Because A&M, sh- they're showing you they can recruit at this landscape. Will they be number one every year? Of course not. But they ain't going to be lower than eighth any given year. So they've got that part covered. Play some offense. It's what Saban, what, it's why Saban's 180, half, three-fourths of the way through his tenure at Alabama, is so remarkable. Because he didn't have to do that. They already recruited great. They were already beating people. He had a bunch of titles. He didn't have to learn offense. But right. he chose to, and now they keep beating people. Right. It, it's very easy to look Saban at what's looked happening. at the game and said, hang on. We need to be able to throw it and generate explosive plays yeah. through the air. And we can give up 25 points a game now because we'll score 55. Right. And it's okay. We don't have to give up seven. What a- Golly, I don't even know when they'll be challenged. They won't be. I don't think they will. Um, Outside of injury, right? Outside of... St- Players going down. Well, I don't know. I, I, outside yeah. of Bryce Young, yeah, I, I agree with that. Bryce Young yeah. goes down. They lost firepower. By the end of the season last year, they had lost both their top receivers. They had lost right. like a defensive. Like they just they. It was one of the few seasons where you saw Nick Saban really hit by the injury bug, and they still lost the national title. They were still in the national. I, I just title. don't see a game where they're challenged. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and th- I'm going to surprise you by one that may be tougher than people think at Arkansas. Um, Sam Pittman, baby. Well, they've got a physical team, two outstanding coordinators. They may can at least make it in- interesting. Go Hawks. Yes, sir. I don't think it's going to be at Tennessee with Josh Heupel. Heck no. At LSU with Brian Kelly yet or at Ole Miss with Lane Train. Their toughest road game could be Arkansas, but who knows? Arkansas or Texas? You, you buy Arkansas over Texas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, we we had not I looked I don't know. At, maybe Quinn Ewers is Superman. Unless he's God. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. Um, what We have not looked at this. A&M's football schedule? No bueno. With all of the emphasis put on how they perform this year. You heard. You just heard Andrew Hattersley 
247 Gigum Sports. They there is an expectation that that number one signing class turns into a number one product on the field. This this schedule, as easy as Ole Miss's is, A&M's might be inversely that difficult. Yeah. That's a tough schedule. Four weeks on the road. I, you, I, how much are they hating that that uh, free home game they give up every year in Dallas? Yeah. I thought about that. I'm going, ooh, does Arkansas and A&M, do they need to play that game? Like, yikes, you're giving up that home game, and now you have a month of the schedule where you're on the road because of that home game? That's brutal. It is. I, I, I wonder if they'll go 8-4 and four again. That stretch of Arkansas and Dallas. Or 9-3. and three. Arkansas and Dallas, then at State, at Alabama, Ole Miss home. That, that's a bad stretch for Jimbo. It is. I, I, we need to get Dave Bartu. We'll probably try to do that this week and do a schedule breakdown because that that month to five week period could be absolute catastrophe in College Station. Miami at home. If you lose I mean, to Miami, should they win that game? Absolutely. What happens it's, if they lose it? I know it's Mario Cristobal's first year. Miami's got good talent, not elite. Um. That is tough. The Out of Bounds Show. Don't forget that MRA Football will be on ESPN 105.9 The Zone again this fall. MRA Football on ESPN 105.9 The Zone again this fall. And don't forget about Live Oaks Golf Club and Roosevelt's. Uh, We were there on Saturday. Had a great time. Uh, Roosevelt's is not open today, but it's open Tuesday through Sunday. And Live Oaks Golf Club is open today. No, they're actually hosting the Mississippi Coaches Tournament. Today. Oh, the so Mac. tomorrow. Open tomorrow. Mississippi Association Coaches Tournament today. Back in a minute. Sometimes I shake my head at Hugh Freeze. I, I just, as good a coach as he is, it, it's just unbelievable. The Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, is brought to you by the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road. Um, it's a full-service Hilton. The location is awesome to get to any of the metro area. They're hosting the Mississippi Association of Coaches uh, there'll be all kinds of, you know, college coaches, high school coaches, uh, live Oaks golf club is, is host hosting the Mac, I guess, Mississippi association of coaches golf tournament today, uh, live You can jump back on the course tomorrow. Uh, it's a fun week for coaches to, um, network, you know, enjoy some time on the course, uh, drink a cold beer, uh, hammer a good cheeseburger. And, um, I, you know, listen to different coaches come in and, and talk about what they do and maybe get a little bit better, uh, maybe implement something or uh, into your, your program or offense or defense or special teams or whatever. And, you know, it's a place to smooth and all that. Well, some smooth, some don't get it, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun week to celebrate Mississippi high school football. Um, They'll be here before you know it, and they'll be on the practice field, you know, going through all the stuff and trying to get better 
and we'll see, you know, what another high school football season gives us. MRA football will be on ESPN 105 down the zone, but the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road will be rocking this week. Drago's with the charbroiled oysters. Fred Smoot's favorite. The charbroiled oysters, the legendary, iconic charbroiled oysters, famous. That's a better word. Famous charbroiled oysters at Drago's Seafood Restaurant and Oyster Bar. They've got some wonderful gumbo, too. Fried catfish, all kinds of good things at uh, at Drago's on the property of the Hilton Jackson on County Line Road. So, how to, you know, I keep thinking that Hugh Freeze is going to be able to resurrect his career and get back into power five. He's so talented as an offensive coach and a recruiter. And yet over the weekend, this woman, Chelsea Andrews, that has had a lawsuit against Liberty University. Um, post that Hugh Freeze at almost midnight is DMing her. That's direct messages, um, telling her that Ian McCall, their athletic director, who was at Baylor during their scandal, during their sexual assault scandal allegations. And I know that's a lot to follow again. All right. Ian McCall was the Baylor AD when Art Browse was there. Ian McCall is now the Liberty AD. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Freeze felt that he needed to DM Chelsea Andrews, who was part of a group. 12 women sued Liberty, and they won to some level. Their lawsuit's already done. They won to cool. some level a lawsuit against Liberty for the patterned cover-up of sexual assault on campus. And and Freeze felt like he needed to DM her that Ian McCall is the most Jesus-like leader I have known. Mm. She goes on to say that this is not the first time Hugh Freeze has DM'd her. No, that he has been DMing her for months. Mm. Mm -mm. Just stop. Don't do it. You already did this thing in 14 and 15 at Ole Miss. This feels, unfortunately for Hugh Freeze perhaps, or maybe fortunately for those other schools, that this could be a nail in the coffin moment where big programs look at this and they go, we're just not doing it. Yeah, I think he was trending the right way to getting another job. I don't know what that is. NC State, Arizona State, you know, whatever. All right. Um, Missouri. Um, yeah. There's all kinds of schools that I can. Now you mentioned Georgia Tech, right? That yeah. was one that kind Jeff of felt Collins like. Jeff is probably going to. I like Jeff a lot. I think he's a good coach. I think until Jeff, until Georgia Tech decides that they can come up with one major that can be a little less stringent and or challenging, it, it's just going to be even more difficult than you think to win at Georgia Tech. Plus, Kiffin poached his best edge rusher. Saban, Saban poached his best, his number one running back, uh, who many people believe is yeah. going to go ahead and win the job, and that's saying something right there. But my point is, if... if, if uh, he was in contention for jobs a half step behind State if, and Ole Miss. Yeah, if yeah. Norvell doesn't work Ooh. out and if Deion Sanders can't get that job, maybe Hugh Freeze is in it. If Harson gets fired, maybe Hugh Freeze gets in the mix at Auburn. There's any number of uh, you know schools that you think about that you could drop Freeze like a Maryland. He'd be yeah. outstanding. But now I just Mid-Atlantic don't know. Mid-Atlantic region. Ge- 
geographically big population can get pe- you know can get players in um I know they've never won but they should kind of yeah. like Arizona State you know it's just it's a that's a good school but now it just you know again he's tone deaf like I, whoever said on the ag yeah. up equipment text line I, I don't get I mean, because somebody needs to evidently Sexton's not going to do it he doesn't care enough or Jimmy whatever. Sexton his agent yeah Jimmy Sexton his agent doesn't care enough or has maybe he's told him and it just falls on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. But you would think that somebody close to Hugh Freeze could go. Don't ever DM anybody. Again. If he just got off social media, he'd be a head coach somewhere. That's that's what's so incredible. I, this I, is I like you're watching right. a drug addict go down a drain. It's watching someone you know just continuously get more and more into drugs to the point where it's and like that person knows that's the reason they're not getting where they want to be, and yet they continue to do it. That's how many there, – there's a hundred different reasons. You don't you don't DM a, a college-age girl when you're Hugh Freeze's age. You don't DM people <laughs> at 12 at night when you're married and it's a girl. You don't DM girls who no. have sued your employer for sexual assault. No. It's – I just I, – I can't – there is – There is something rationalize missing it. as bright and talented as he is. On the field. At coaching offense yep. and connecting to recruits, I, this is this is the epitome of poor decision. I mean, yes, I think it, I, I'm with you. Like I think this probably is the nail in the because no respectful this AD is doing. May it. keep him at liberty forever. I'm one hundred percent, and and that's fine. He'll make a, a billion dollars. Oh, oh, I mean, whatever. But they're paying him over four million a year. It doesn't matter. But it's just, it's like I know he He's wants like to be Mike on, Leach. He, he spends no money, but he wants to be on the big stage. For Hugh right. Freeze, it was the high of walking out in the SEC. No doubt. And I don't know that he'll ever see that again. You could still, though. Again, let's remember this. It comes down to one AD, correct? Who desperately needs to win? Whose job is on the line? Especially maybe. like yeah. out west, Washington State. Uh, uh, Arizona and Tucson, Blake. I, I don't care how this alliance, you know, rep. That these teams have to be in play in some way, shape, Correct. or form yes, when yes. we all shake. And out. there will be money there. Yeah, Correct. yeah. You know, Oregon State. Uh, you know, there there's some other schools there. Um, maybe a an Iowa State if Campbell leaves. Th- those type pro- maybe, but but it's still a maybe. Somebody needs don't just get off Twitter. Just let a chief of staff run it. Golly, I just it's it's a drug. He can't help himself. He he may have broken his career. Officially. Well, he's already done it once. Yeah, no, but I mean, this might be the full nail on the call. Because look, we're a country that loves the comeback. Yeah, we love people who fail, get it right, and come back. We want to see. We like to see people fail, but we love to see them come back from failure. Yeah, we're so weird and screwed up yeah, as humans. But I don't know that Hugh Freeze can. A, I don't know that he should be allowed to come back from this because it becomes at this point a pattern of it, really bad decision making. Yeah. But I also don't know if he can come back from it, even if even if you wanted him to. I think he can, but I think it's more of a long shot, more of a challenge. But I know there's a lot of eighties that looked at that and said, "I'm out." I'm out. Um, the Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by the uh, Boar's Head Premium Meats, Cheeses, and Hummus. Boar's Head, compromise elsewhere. At Corner Market grocery stores throughout the state of Mississippi, including Corner Market in Bellhaven, Corner Market in Fondren, and Corner Market Northside Drive. 
SEC Insider Hit coming up next. Conference realignment um, is always fun. Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. That'll be wild. Now we'll get Southern Cal and Ohio State. Michigan and UCLA. Southern Cal will play at Penn State in the snow at some point. And Penn State will play at Southern Cal in, you know, 85-degree weather. Um, it looks like maybe the SEC holds until Notre Dame decides what they want to do. I will tell you this. The SEC's in a good spot either way. Uh, look, they added the big Longhorns, the big Texas brand, and, and they're in a good spot. And Oklahoma's a good brand, no doubt. But the big monster brand, and I understand Texas hasn't won as much as they should, but, uh, they'll drive, they'll drive eyeballs and, um, you know, Arch Arch Manning's going to win two national titles at Texas. We're live in the Bank Plus studio, Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. They'll take care of you. They've taken care of us. And uh, bundle your car and home and go with your lo- go with the home team. Go with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. All right. Blake Mania is with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. So coming out of the weekend, we Blake and I were reading these articles on theathletic.com. And then this one on ESPN's freaking awesome, too, by the way. Uh, as far as the stunning move from Southern for Southern Cal and UCLA to make the move to the Big Ten. Well, Andy Staples did a great job breaking out, you know, what all is going on. And when you look at the, within the the two mega conferences now, 70, this includes Southern Cal, UCLA, Texas, and Oklahoma. So when you look at the two mega conferences, SEC and, and Big Ten, since 2015 regular season games, 77% of their games have uh, have been able to draw 1 million-plus eyeballs, 77%. Say that out loud, SEC Big Ten. Now, on the flip side, the leftover three, which you're going to hear us talk about a lot, the ACC, Big 12, and Pac-12, all right, what's left over? Their games since 2015 regular season, 31% of their games – have have drawn one million plus eyeballs. Uh, so again, seventy seven percent, thirty one percent. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then the five, the four million plus, which is another threshold that they use, is I mean, we four to five million is a big number from the mega, as y'all can imagine, from the mega conferences, uh, is unbelievable. 
Uh, the leftover Big Three only had 14 games that drew over $5 million. The leftover three is the Pac-12, Big 12, and ACC. I think you all know that. That's what we'll refer to them as, fair or unfair. That's the leftover three. The mega conferences are SEC and Big Ten. Now, Blake, how many did you tell me in, in the uh, in the mega conferences how many games had drawn five plus million? Uh, I'm, I'm, it's a Staples bunch. didn't have it. Right. Yeah, I'm looking right. for it right now. So, so just think about that. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Dallas Body Shop in Ridgeland for all your collision repair. Dallas, Dallas Body Shop. Let now, me put it like this: uh, from 2015 to 21, these programs averaged more than four million uh, p- viewers per game, just on average. Bama, Michigan, and Ohio State alone. Wow. So just those three were averaging more. Per Four game, plus million. Then, then you, the leftover three could get in a six-year window. Okay, got it. Yeah, that'll put it in perspective. Now, here's something else. The left. Let's talk about the leftover three drawing eyeballs. Let's rank them. It's called a Q score, if you will. Yeah. All right. I don't want to throw too much on you. I know you're driving around right now. All right. But this is fun. I love to nerd out on this yeah. stuff. And it shows the true value behind brands that we sometimes think are more or less valuable than they are. That's a good point. All right, so we there's a big deal here. There's the 4 million club that's a big deal for networks, Fox and ESPN. Y'all get it. And eventually Amazon and Google slash YouTube. Okay, so Clemson, believe it or not, well, I guess you could believe it because of their success, but also they're not in a big market. But Clemson in the leftover three, Clemson's number one, drawing eyeballs, okay? Florida State is two. The Washington Huskies are three. That's kind of surprising to me. Over Oregon. I will say Don James won forever. It's true. Forever. And uh, and then Chris Peterson won some. It's true. Uh, but you're right. I mean, that Seattle area obviously really, they love the Seahawks. And they love their Washington Huskies, along with some other maybe smaller towns in, in and around there. Um, so number one is Clemson. Number two is Florida State. Number three is Washington. Number four is Oregon. And number five is Miami. Now, number six since 2015, as far as drawing eyeballs, is Washington State. Ho! Arguably the most, rem- I don't know even know if it's, I think you can just say the most remote Power Five program in the United States of America. Yep. Mike Leach is so good at what he does. Now, Gardner Minshew was amazing, but it's also that Leach runs an entertaining offense. Yep. So people want to flip on their, even if Washington State's playing Cal Berkeley or Oregon State, you know, crappy teams yeah. in the Pac-12 at Oregon State. But when they played Arizona State and Arizona, a lot of times Mike would be in a dogfight at like 55-48. That drives the the person who just wants to have a, a beer and a steak is like, ooh, yeah. They're going up and down the field, throwing it all over the place. Am I watching that or am I watching Penn State and Iowa play 13-7? Right? I'm not watching I'm not watching a game that's that's combined score is less than what Mike Leach scores in the first half. That's right. crazy. Right. And so, because Leach runs, and again, Mississippi State fans need to embrace Mike Leach. 
I understand he's 0-2 in the Golden Egg game. He's also won at LSU, won at A&M, won at Auburn. Those are huge in this state, huge road wins. And without him throwing the ball, you would not have won those games. No. Okay. So, and you were so inept and so boring on the offensive side of the football outside of a few windows with Dan Mullen, John Bond, right? You know, whatever. But but if you take the 100 years, you had like 10 fun years on offense. <laughs> That's so sad. You need Mike Leach to be there for because you've got to do something unique and quirky to win at MSU and some other spots. Or at least have fun while you're losing. Yeah. And, and he did win seven games last year with what I think was a very pedestrian team. Not one spec. Well, Charles Cross at left tackle. Other than that, not one dynamic special player on your roster. So that's proof that to me that Leach is is pretty crazy good. Yeah. And that that offense was able to do, you know, you had your four really good wins at A&M, at Auburn, Kentucky, and North Carolina State at home. Probably shouldn't have won those games. All right. So anyway, uh, I understand you shouldn't have lost to Memphis and Texas Tech, but you did. And that's just stuff that that kind of happens uh, with with really any football. I mean, Hugh Freeze with with what I think is the most talented team in the last fifty years yes. in the state of Mississippi in twenty fifteen mm-hmm. lost to Memphis and Arkansas and TCU and beat Bama, <laughs> LSU, uh, Dak Prescott uh, and the Bulldogs, uh, yeah, yeah other teams that were really good, yeah, a and whoever. Yeah. All right. So anyway, the the point is, uh, you 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 need Mike Leach to make it because one, and I still have Mississippi State fans that's like, yeah, we gotta run the ball. No, you don't. It's, it, it's not. It's you don't. Shut up. It, it's it's. I'm so tired of this. You people. would not have won at A and M, at Auburn, at LSU, or even NC State. You probably should have beat. Yeah. And actually, Mike controlled that game. I don't know how. But he controlled that game more than anybody thought that they would. And I think maybe NC State was a three-point favorite at going into Davis Wade. But I, they were a dark horse to win the ACC last they were. year. They were. Um, they and ended they, up throwing up a bunch of wins. And they ran the ball well, but but the state did well. And that left tackle, when yeah. you and I were in Las Vegas for the NFL draft. He went ahead he was, of Charles Cross. He was seventh or sixth, something like that? Yeah. X pick. Yeah. Um, it, I'm looking at these numbers, and you're right. Entertainment value is is of the utmost importance. Entertainment value, because if you're going to lose, you're not. First off, you're not winning the title. You, you're not an. You're not a national title team. So have fun. And, and, and even as awesome as Kiffin's doing, and he is operating on an awesome level. Yeah, that's the and best by, he's ever by done. The way, two things can be true at the same time in the state. I know that blows people away. They're both really good coaches that are doing a Correct. good job. Obviously, Kiffin's had more. Success. He started at second base. He also walked into a better situation. Mike Leach had like to build to the hear that, That's fine. I don't care. Yeah. All right. So here we go. When 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 Sylvester Croom loses three to two to Auburn, nobody wants to go to that game. No. And I'll never forget Greg Byrne calling me a few weeks later on a Friday afternoon. He said, "Hey, what are you doing?" And it was a home, another home weekend. SEC home weekend. It was yeah. an SEC home weekend. And I said, I'm driving into Orange Beach. And there was this silence. <laughs> and it felt like three minutes, but it was probably only five to ten seconds. 
And he said, why? And I said, because I'm not going back to watch that. Yeah. Well, the Greg Burns and Scott Strickland's and Keith Carter's and John Cohen's of the world foul a lot more than you think. Yes. And he said, okay. And we talked for another few minutes. And then I drove in and was super happy to be on the beach in October. And he's going, wait a second. The host of the lead sports talk show in my state would rather be at the beach than watch my crappy offensive team go out there and throw up a bunch of fourth down punts. Right. Hmm, maybe I should reevaluate who I have running my program. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying I had, but he was hearing this from other no, but people. That's, that is but a, that's the conversation yeah. that we had. Yes. He, he, sometimes you need, you know what's going on, but you need a specific person or type of people. What You have to have something that kind of Damn breaks right. the opening. Yeah, Damn exactly. Right. Exactly. No doubt. You asked me earlier, um, we're talking about conference realignment and, and uh, 4 million viewer games. Okay. Um, because that's like the big boy number, right? In 2021, there were 41 games, 41 games that had 4 million plus viewers. Wow. How many? Okay. 41? Yes. Good for college football. It included 34 different teams. That's even better for college okay. football. I mentioned three of the teams that you should know. Alabama, Ohio State, and Michigan. They right. average over 4 million viewers a game almost. Alabama had eight games in 2021. Ohio State had seven. Michigan and Penn State both had six. Wow. Georgia had five. Okay. Let me go. Let me tell you. You went. You went a little too fast. Sorry. <laughs> go. Go over that again. For, out of the thirty-four teams that appeared in the forty-one different games that had four million plus viewers, okay. Alabama had eight of their twelve regular season games. Okay. Before four plus million, Ohio State had seven. Okay. Michigan and Penn State had six, and Georgia had five. Okay. You notice that's two SEC, three Big Ten schools. Right. right. Of those 41 games that were in the 4 million club, that's the vaunted number. If you're in the 4 million club, you're making bacon, baby. <laughs> Can you guess how many of those 41 games involved neither a Big Ten, an SEC, or Notre Dame school? Didn't include the Big Ten, didn't include the SEC, or didn't include Notre Dame. How many of the 41 didn't include one of those three entities? Two? Yeah, so number 10 on the list, Army-Navy. Okay. 7.57 million. That's uh, even after the conference championship games that's played. It stands alone. Right. And it's nostalgia. Absolutely. It's not all, it's, sometimes it's a good game. A lot of times it's not a good game. It just, right. you know, but it's going to pull, okay? It'll draw a number. Yeah. All right. You know how many more there were? One more. Okay. Oregon and Utah. Okay. They came in at 28th. All right. Every other game. So two of the 41 games didn't have a big two conference team or Notre Dame in it 39 of the 41 had at least one of those either a Big Ten and SEC school or Notre Dame the list of Pac-12 ACC and Big 12 teams that got into the four million viewer club here it is you ready Oregon did it twice Clemson did it once Florida State did it once Miami did it once Oklahoma State did it once Utah did it once Washington did it once and West Virginia did it once. Hmm. They were all in games where they played a Big Ten or an SEC school yeah. or Notre Dame. The point of all that is to say, when we're talking about realignment, that that number is stark. Yeah. 41 times college football had 4 million plus viewers. Only twice did it not involve the Big Ten, the SEC, or Notre Dame. There's no, we're, not, we're, we're not comparing the same product. That's right. 
That's right. It's just not the same. It also tells me good for college football. Oh, it's fantastic. It's exploding. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, and again, it goes back to live content content and the scoreboard. We're, we're, we as Americans, I think most people in the world, but we want a scoreboard. Yep. And we want live action, high, high school sports, college sports, you know, whatever. We, we, NFL, like, we want the scoreboard and we crave live sports and content. And this is wonderful. Yeah. 41 games, four plus million viewers in 2021 for college yeah. football. TV on na- national television live sports in America is up 140%. From in 2021 compared to 2011, 140%. In 2021, you could watch 35,000 hours of live sports on television. In 2011, you could only watch 14,000 hours of live television. Doubled and then some? 140, 140% gain in a 10-year period. We talked about it. Americans are averaging 75 hours of live sports television last year. That's unheard of. I love it. And so all of this boils down to one thing. When you're looking at conference realignment, at the end of the day, the SEC and the Big Ten already have all of it. Right. There is, If there's 41 games that have 4 million viewers and I own 39 of them, I don't care about adding anyone else. Bam. I that's already it. own it all. Right. So it's, it's Notre Dame and that's it. And that's it. And whatever happens after Notre Dame would be ancillary stuff that might get added in, but it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. The money and the eyeballs already exist in the two conferences. That's why I think the ACC and the Pac-12 have to come together. Need to do yep. something. Yep. You know, in in some way, shape, or form, to partner and or form an alliance or whatever we want to call it, because uh, they do have. You know, we like to look. They do bring something to the table. Yes, it's comparing Porsche to Honda, right? It's not that the uh, an Accord's a bad car, but it ain't right. a Porsche, right? The SEC and the Big Ten are the Porsche; they're the Ferrari. It doesn't mean you can't have a nice. SUV sits on the side. What, a, a Bugatti? Yeah, exactly. They're they are the Rolex, and the ACC and Pac-12 can be Timex. Yeah, you still need a watch. Yeah, it's okay. And networks still need live programming. It's up one hundred forty percent over a ten-year basis. Fat, and we haven't scratched the surface in sports betting or online streaming or Amaz- online streaming. Amazon. That's the big no, the big swing, both in the NFL, which we're seeing actually play out. And college football, which we haven't seen them enter yet, but boy, it feels like they would, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, if you're Amazon and you're trying to promote your live sports for the NFL, don't you add on some college games on the weekend or on a Friday? If you can get people Thursday night football for Amazon NFL and uh, then go Friday night Pac-12 ACC football, Amazon, come on. I think the ACC and the Pac-12 should make Friday night marquee huge. The Clemson, I've still questioned, you know, I have still asked the question if Goodell and his team will take Saturday, will eventually take Friday night or Saturday night. They'll mm-hmm. take whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, now there's also so many slots left because you have we ha- we also have to remember that the networks are already committed to college football yep. for a lot of their programming on so there'd have to be some shifting here. Um, but Friday night, I think you need to continue to play on Friday. We look down on it. And the Big Ten looks down on it. But it gets eyeballs. It gets eyeballs, yep. and people want to bet. Yep. And it's un, it's uncontested, right? For the most part, you're not contesting against anyone. And I know people go, ooh, high school football. Well, hold on now. Yes, there's people who go to high school football, but there's plenty. It's, 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 it's more, not even close. 
Yeah, so so high school football is more niche driven than people think. Now it's very big here. Uh, it's really big mm-hmm. here. Excuse me. Uh, and in some major markets like Atlanta and Dallas and Houston. Um, but there's millions of eyeballs who will yeah, watch Pac-12 Fridays. Yep. You get a good ACC game or a cross-ACC Pac-12 game. Washington like, State had some good ones on Fridays. Well, yeah, but the if, if, you t- if you take Oregon and Miami, At- Oregon and Florida State yes. on a Friday night, yes. we forget how many other people will get into that game and cook a fun meal and bet on it. They'll bet on... The the over under the spread yeah. the hat whatever and and so I think when you look at North Carolina against Washington, Oregon against Florida State, yeah. Miami against somebody. What's well, how you or Miami against Florida State? It's how you steal eyeballs too. Remember this: if if I if Miami and Oregon are playing on a Saturday, and I can also watch Georgia, Bama, LSU, Florida, Auburn, Ole Miss, well then they're getting bumped down. But on a Friday. Florida State, Oregon, that's a premier markup. There's, there's, there's no one else to compete with that. You're fifth on the list on a Saturday, but you're first on the list on Friday. There you go. Now you get 4 million viewers. that You, you would have had a 1.5 on Saturday. Now you're going to get a 4.2. It's a total, I mean, it's, it's maximization of path of least resistance, right? We talk about that with the playoff. But in some aspects, TV could be that way too. Yeah. So they're, they're viable, and there's no doubt yeah. that they bring something to the table probably – partnering together more so just not what you're just never gonna the sec and big 10 are so light years ahead that it will never be you're never gonna see what do we like to, that word we like in college football parody yeah you'll never see parody in viewership between the the power two and the leftover three it just will never happen and and this article on espn.com in, inside the stunning southern cal ucla move to the big 10 and the chaos that followed. Um, it it's a good piece. Uh, Andrea Adelson and some other Adam Rittenberg and so on put together a really good piece, and they have some awesome quotes in here about how it stunned the Pac-12, who must have been asleep at the wheel. Their commissioner I mean, was in Montana God. on vacation. <laughs> um. But Mike, but Fox drove this. Yes. Fox drove it through Mike Bone, who's the AD at Southern Cal, and the Big Ten Commissioner Warren, and among other people. Incredible. And yeah. all for all the flack we gave Kevin Warren for how he handled COVID. Which was what awful. A, what a rebound now, though. No doubt. Two years later, it's all sunshine and roses for Kevin Warren. You, you, you need to read. I tell you what, I'll put this article on our Facebook page. Search the Out of Bounds show. And you don't have to pay for this one. You do for theathletic.com and Andy Staples breaking out uh, teams that draw, uh, that draw eyeballs and teams that don't. Good show today. Hey, our SEC insider hit at 7.30 and 9.30 were phenomenal on conference realignment. And then Andrew Hattersley with Texas A&M was good too. Hope you have a good Monday. Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Brought to you by Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue. How about lunch today? Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison and Brandon. Uh, Smash a cheeseburger or a blue plate. And uh, enjoy yourself at Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue in Madison and Brandon. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.